Everybody, we have an amazing special treat for you today. Today, you are going to hear from our formal, former senior pastor and my father, Steve Corona. So in 1996, Melissa and I came to Raleigh to serve underneath my parents, Steve and Connie Corona, who were at that time pastoring this church. And we were honored to serve under them here at Living Word for 24 years before becoming the senior pastors ourselves. And most of what we know about ministry, we learned from them and under them while serving God's vision here at Living Word. Now they both travel throughout the United States and even the world teaching in churches and conferences, as well as doing pastoral mentoring and training churches, training church staffs. So Pastor Steve's key purpose is to help people discover the power of God's word in their life, as well as not only what, that, what power is in their life, but also how to use that power to become an overcomer in every situation. So it is my honor to introduce my father, Pastor Steve Corona. Thank you, Micah. Today, I want to talk with you about conquering your silent dream killers. In Psalm chapter 20, verse 4, the Bible says that God will grant to you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all of your purpose. When Pastor Micah taught two weeks ago on the whispers of God, whisper number four was God will whisper to you your dreams. When we make a decision to follow Christ, the Holy Spirit begins to work in our hearts and God places his purposes there. So the dreams that he places in your heart are so that we can fulfill all of our purpose, as Psalm chapter 20 says. Many of us have different types of dreams that God has placed in our heart. Your dream might be to be a great parent. Your dream might be to be a great husband or a great wife. Your dream might be to be a great business person or to walk in vibrant health. Your dream might be to be financially free and independent. Most importantly, your dream might be a strong relationship with the Holy Spirit or being active in your church. Today, I want to talk about your silent dream killers. We have silent dream killers that we must deal with in our lives to be able to move forward with the plan of God. Those things that unknowingly sidetrack us from our purpose and our ultimate destiny. Some dream killers we already know about, they're not silent dream killers, but they're dream killers nevertheless. Our attitude can cause us to soar or our attitude can be a dream killer. You know, a bad attitude and complaining will kill your dreams. Bad attitudes and complaining are what kept Israel out of the promised land, and it will keep you out of yours. Wrong relationships are dream killers. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20 says, He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. The Message Bible says, Become wise by walking with wise people. Hang out with fools and you'll watch your life fall to pieces. Your words can be dream killers. Proverbs chapter 18, 21 says, Death and life are in the power of our tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Uh, the Message Bible says, Words kill or words give life. They're either poison or fruit, 
you choose. And so our words can be a blessing in our lives and propel us toward our destiny, or our words can be dream killers. These, however, are not silent dream killers, even though they are dream killers. Your attitude is very, very clearly evident to, should be evident to you, and it's definitely evident to the people around you. Your wrong relationships are clearly seen by others. Your words are clearly heard. If you're not clear about which one of these might be a dream killer in your life, ask the people around you. They're familiar with your attitude. They're familiar with your companions, and they're familiar with your words, very familiar with your words. But what I want to focus on today is conquering your silent dream killers, the very subtle, quiet, almost unnoticeable dream killers that almost no one sees, sometimes not even us. Let's talk about those for just a moment. There are three that I want to really talk about right now. First of all is a lack of focus. A lack of focus will absolutely kill the dream that God has placed in your heart. Five years from now, will we be asking ourselves the question, where did my time go? That could be because of a lack of focus being a silent dream killer. And lack of focus usually comes from not managing distractions, whether they're physical distractions, they're distractions around us, people, situations are distracting, or whether they're mental distractions. Either one of those will be a silent dream killer in your life if it causes you to lose focus. Not managing your distractions. Be sure that you manage your distractions. Get absolutely serious about managing distractions. Some people ask me, Uh, When they see me with my Bible, they'll ask me why I have all these tabs in my Bible. And people are sometimes really interested when I tell them those tabs are my prayer scriptures and I pray out of my Bible. I used to pray out of my phone and I had my prayer scriptures and everything right on my phone and I could read those uh, right there and I didn't have to carry a big Bible around. I could just carry my phone and many of you do that if that works for you That's fine. Please keep doing that. But for me, it was a distraction the text messages the Voxer messages the emails that came in my phone was constantly I'm trying to pray and my phone's going ding ding uh, The voicemails people are leaving and it distracted me I'd stop praying to check just to be sure somebody didn't real really need me that it wasn't an emergency and that was, I had to get really serious about that. Now, for some of you, that's a little bit silly. That's going overboard. And hey, if your phone works for you, that's fine. You don't, don't deal with it. I had to deal with that in my own life. What I'm asking you is, what are the distractions you need to deal with in your life? Not just in your prayer life, but what's distracting you from your career? What's distracting you from your family? What's distracting you from being a better spouse or a better parent? You need to be serious about dealing with these distractions so you can focus on your purpose and your God-given destiny. Luke chapter 9, verse 51 says, Now when the time was almost come for Jesus to be received up to heaven, he steadfastly and determinedly set his face to go to Jerusalem. He was focused, the Bible says, on going to Jerusalem where he was going to be crucified. 
He was focused on that. So much so that two verses down from there, in verse 53, it says some people didn't like that Jesus was so focused. And they won't be happy sometimes about the changes you need to make to be focused either. We need to be really, really serious about focusing and dealing with the distractions. Jesus was not going to let anybody distract him from his purpose. In fact, over in Isaiah, when this uh, situation was prophesied, it says that Jesus set his face as a flint, as serious, as solid as a rock. He was focused on his purpose. We need to be focused. Acts chapter 21, verse 12 through 14, Paul is going to Rome to meet his destiny. And on his way there, he stops in a town and encounters a prophet named Agabus. And Agabus is really distressed that Paul is going to Jerusalem because he knows he's going to run into some challenges there. So Agabus takes a belt and symbolically ties up Paul's hands and says, the Holy Spirit says this is what's going to happen to the person that this belt has their arms tied. This person is going to be bound if they go to Jerusalem. And let me read to you, starting with verse 12, what Paul says. Paul says, um, when he heard these things, both we and those from that place pleaded with Paul not to go to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, what do you mean by weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. So when he would not be persuaded, we ceased, saying, The will of the Lord be done. Paul was not going to let anybody talk him out of where he was going, where he was headed, and his purpose. He was focused. We need to be focused on what God has planned for us. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 through 14. Paul says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, this one thing I do, Paul had learned to be focused on what God had called him to do. So the first silent dream killer we're going to conquer in our lives is lack of focus, and we're going to be focused on this day, starting this day, from this day forward, we're going to be focused on God's plan for us. Say this with me. Lack of focus will not be my silent dream killer today. Let's look at the second one. The second one is the sister of lack of focus, and it is procrastination. You know you have a lack of focus when you have projects already started that you should have finished by now. Procrastination is when you have not yet started the projects that you should be working on. In Proverbs chapter 24, verse 30, the writer Solomon says, I walked through the fields and vineyards of a lazy, stupid person. They were full of thorn bushes and overgrown with weeds. The stone wall around them had fallen down. I looked at this, thought about it, and I learned a lesson from it. Have a nap and sleep if you want to. Fold your hands and rest a while, but while you're asleep, poverty will attack you like an armed robber. Procrastination is when we know we should start something, we know something's in our future, and we know the time is now. We know the time is right, and yet we don't do it. We put it off. We put it off. We don't start. 
We don't start. We, we haven't gotten to lack of focus yet because we haven't even started what we knew we needed to start to get our purpose complete. Procrastination. Putting it off. Putting it off. Putting it off. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 19 says, A hardworking farmer has plenty to eat, but people who waste time will always be poor. So today, we want to conquer our second silent dream killer, that second silent dream killer being procrastination. Taking too much time or sometimes not starting at all. What's going to happen five years from now when we look back and ask ourselves, where did the time go? Why haven't I accomplished what I should have accomplished? And it probably wasn't one of the loud, boisterous dream killers. It may not have been your attitude, your words, or even your companions. It may have been you just procrastinated and you never started. Remember, one day you're going to stand before God and God is going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. But the question we have to ask ourselves is, for what? What did I do that God is saying, well done, good and faithful servant? Or am I going to be like the servant that God gave the talent to, and rather than multiplying it, I buried it, and I didn't do anything with it. I didn't multiply what God gave to me. Don't be that person. Allow God to use you and start. Go ahead and start. Start today those things that you know God has for your future. Now, yes, there are times when we need to wait on the timing of God. Everything's not lining up yet. It's not quite time to start yet. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the things we knew we should have done, and we haven't started them yet. Get to it. Let's start them now. Let's look at the third silent dream killer. That third silent dream killer is insecurity really quiet, doesn't scream at you. Sometimes people can't even see the turmoil that's going on on the inside of us because of insecurity. We get our security from God's Word and who God made us to be, not from other people. Social media is a huge insecurity machine. Don't compare yourself to people on social media. Those, all you're seeing is their good days and their best thoughts. Well, usually some people post some pretty ugly things on there too. But the people that we admire sometimes and we feel like, I can't ever measure up. I'll never be like them. I'll never be as good as them. I'll never be able to accomplish what they accomplish. Listen, they have challenges just like you do. They're dealing with things just like you are. It's just that usually the successful people, really, really successful people, don't post those challenges on social media. I know I don't. When you see my posts on social media, you see the good things. You see the great things. You see the great things that God is doing in my life or in my ministry or in Connie's ministry and, and how God is blessing us. That's what we post on social media. But what we don't usually post are the challenges and the difficulties and the things that we've had to work through. And if you think people don't have those because you're comparing yourself with people you admire on social media, that's going to cause a tremendous amount of insecurity. Social media can be a huge insecurity machine. Don't get caught in that trap. Don't 
compare yourself to other people in your family. Maybe your brother or your sister seems to be doing better in the natural than you are. But God made you unique. You're not the same person as your brother or your sister or the person that you see on social media. You need to be you, and you need to allow God to use you to fulfill His purposes and His plan. Don't compare yourself to other people on your job. Don't compare yourself to other people in your neighborhood. You were created to house God's greatness inside of you. So allow God to use that in the lives of other people. Allow God to use that to fulfill your purpose and your destiny and God's plan. Determine today that you're not afraid to start being who God created you to be, and you're not afraid to start doing what God created you to do. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 6 through 7, many of us are familiar with this scripture, where Paul says, This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift that God gave to you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. This scripture, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but power and love and self-discipline, or the King James Version says, a sound mind. We use this scripture in a lot of different contexts, a lot of different areas, and it applies there too. But in this written context, this scripture is dealing with overcoming fear and timidity in using the gifts that God has given you to fulfill his purposes in your life. God gifted you, God graced you, God saved you, God empowered you, God anointed you. So now don't compare yourself with everyone else and become insecure, but rather step out and be who God created you to be. Sign up for that ministry. Become a part of that meetup. Lead a meetup. Volunteer to serve others. Volunteer at the Raleigh Dream Center. Volunteer to to teach a class. Some people are, are thinking, yeah, but I don't really have what it takes. God has gifted you and empowered you for greatness. Yeah, I'll never be the husband or the wife that, uh, that Susie or Bill are. I'll never be able to be like them. I know God's created you for greatness. And you just need to reach down inside of yourself and see who God created you to be. There's some great scriptures in the Bible. Philippians 4.13 says that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. All things through Christ. The devil wants you to think that you're insignificant and that you're unable to fulfill your purpose. But 1 John 4.4 says that you have overcome the devil, the enemy, because greater is he who lives in you than he who lives in the world. In other words, the God that lives in you is greater than the devil who wants to stop you. So what is it that you need to complete today? What is it that you need to start today? Is it your health plan? Is it a book that you need to write or a podcast that you need to start? Is it a marriage or parenting class that you need to take? Maybe a business that you need to start. Maybe a ministry or a meetup that you need to sign up for. But God has created you for a powerful purpose and a powerful destiny. Don't allow the dream killers, the loud ones and the silent ones to stop you from being everything 
that God's created you to be. I want you to declare this with me. Insecurity will not be my silent dream killer today. Lack of focus will not be my silent dream killer today. Procrastination will not be my silent dream killer today. Amen? Now, I want to talk for just a moment about those who maybe have not yet made a decision to follow Christ. Sometimes, very often, making a decision to follow Christ hasn't happened because of these three silent dream killers. The greatest dream that any of us could have is to be a child of God. Jesus Christ has made a way for us to be children of His Father, for our sins to be forgiven, and for God Himself to dwell inside of us and empower us and anoint us to be everything that we can be in God and to fulfill His plan and His purpose. Don't let silent dream killers stand in your way. Some of you haven't made a decision to follow Christ because you're insecure. You're afraid of what other people will think about you. Believe me, it's more important what God thinks about you than it is what other people think about you. Don't leave your eternity in the hands of what somebody else thinks. This is between you and God. Stand up, be strong, and make that decision to follow Christ. Some of you haven't made a decision to follow Christ because of procrastination. You don't have a good reason. You just haven't done it. Don't let the devil steal eternity from you and steal life from you like a robber. But do it now. Some of you haven't made a decision to follow Christ because of lack of focus. You started to. You really thought about it. But then you went out to eat after church. Then you watched some football that afternoon then went to work the next day and you've just gotten completely distracted and haven't followed through on it. Don't let the enemy distract you. Do it now.